Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Just how badly does the Prime Minister want to get energy to market? Ask that question. And then ask, you know, how, how, serious he, how serious is he about things like reconciliation with First Nations groups in this country? Because he and we can have both. And yet seven years has now passed since the Eagle Spirit Energy Project has jumped through every hoop. They've got financing in place. They've consulted with 35 different First Nations groups along the route. All have signed off. They want this. And it's all a game changer for communities along that corridor. So this is a, a project that is a path for economic independence, which will add thousands of jobs and security for First Nations people. So why can't we get it built? Well, simple. The government keeps putting barriers in its way, and that would include the latest, which is Bill C-48 and Bill C-69. Calvin Helene is a best-selling author, businessman, as well as president of Eagle Spirit Energy. Great to have you with us today, sir. I know uh, you wrapped up a press conference uh, putting together your vision of pushing forward just uh, a little while ago. How are you going to get this uh, pipeline moving? Because basically, you just put the National Energy Board on notice. We did. Um, we filed a letter of notice with them, which re- really is uh, the first step in engaging with the National Energy Board. Um, we've requested two things. Now that Bill C-69 is law, um, we've request, request, requested clarification on how we should uh, basically construct our project description. And we've also requested um, uh, clarification from the um, NEB on whether or not um, our project can be exempted uh, under the um, the current laws uh, under Bill C-48 for shipping oil out of the coast. Apparently, the minister still has discretion, even though Bill C-48 is law. Mm-hmm. And um, and we need clarification on those. Um, we're what we're talking about uh, just for your listeners is. Uh, multi-pipeline um, corridor, uh, two 48-inch uh, LNG and natural gas liquid pipelines, two 48-inch um, uh, upgraded bitumen pipelines. And um, we um, we will be able to, there's no uh, barriers to proceeding with the LNG pipeline, so we'll be proceeding with those right away. Yeah, I mean, you have jumped through every hoop. I mean, you've got the consulting in. You've got the support from the First Nations communities along this route. You've got the financing in place to get this project going. Really, there's nothing in the way of this pipeline except for Bill C-48 uh, and Bill 69, which really, um, you know, was dropped on everybody uh, in, again, another attempt in this country to make it almost impossible to get energy to market. And yet this pipeline, this project you've got going and the one for Trans Mountain would be game changers for First Nations groups across this country. But even your project is even further ahead than than Trans Mountain. You could get this going almost immediately. What is the holdup? The holdup is a uh, is uh, government policy. Um, we have a government that says it's going to uh, it's paying attention to um, scientific. Um, they'll they'll make reasons 
based on, or they'll make decisions based on science and make decisions based on on UNDRIP and the rights of Indigenous people. And all the 35 communities along our route are seeing is that um, this government is kowtowing to American environmental interests. They're ramming um, the kinds of uh, environmental um, policy down the throats of local communities. And um, we, you know, these communities have 90% unemployment, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The First Nations are looking to um, basically be self-reliant and not be debt slaves to the federal government and help themselves. The system that this um, that has been cooked up for First Nations is killing the, the, uh, the people in the communities. We just had a chief on in the... Um, the press conference uh, who just came from a uh, funeral of, of a young person in their community. And um, these chiefs see this government as condoning more of that. Um, where we've historically been traitors, we want to get back to the, the kinds of things that uh, made us fierce and independent and self-reliant. And um, we're going to do this and we have a model to do this in a way that's um, uh, more uh, beneficial to the environment than just about anything else in the world. It's more efficient as far as the commercial way it's being done. And, um, and uh, we've just uh, acquired a commitment for our first money and we're proceeding forward. But, you know, you, you, the groups, uh, the 35 First Nation groups have now filed a complaint to the United Nations Human Rights Council. And basically the complaint is that the Trudeau government has violated UN recommendations on Indigenous rights. You know, with this and then then pushing the National Energy Board uh, to, to speed up and get, you know, uh, decisions in place. How long are we talking before we see anything, you know, as far as decision? Um, just just before I answer that, um, we haven't filed the UN complaint yet because we're putting together a much larger coalition of First Nations that will be part of the complaint. So that's we'll, still to we'll come. Maybe, okay. You'll maybe have two to three hundred communities that are part of it. Well, that and, that then does uh, push the Prime Minister's hand. Uh, well, you would think it would, but um, apparently, um, from the point of view of Chiefs, First Nations issues aren't as important as uh, as um, you know, latte slurping rich kids in the cities that are dictating this kind of policy. Apparently. But, you know, between this, uh, you know, energy, um, Eagle Spirit Energy, as well as Trans Mountain, do you believe either will get done or approved under this government as long as they're in control? Uh, to be honest, I have no idea. Um, I can tell you um, about the resolve of the communities. They've been there for most of them for 10,000 years in their traditional territory. They um, resent bitterly the fact that a, uh, a government far removed from their traditional territories is uh, basically taking the, uh, the priorities of foreigners and, and uh, wealthy elites into account and what decisions they're making in regards to their traditional territory, and and they're going to do it. Well, you've got an election coming up, and I'm certain that your voice will be heard. Calvin, I'll uh, continue to watch this, and I'm I'm so hopeful that this pipeline gets done because it's such a game-changer, not just for this country, but for so many uh, First Nations groups. It just simply makes sense. But I uh, appreciate you joining us.
Thank you. Well, just in closing, I've, I've been uh, one of the things that I was re researching was the uh, unemployment rate at the height of the Great Recession was 25%. Right now in Canada, across all communities, it's 25%. <laughs> in these northern communities, it's over 90%. Jeez. And um, these chiefs are saying, we, we want to help ourselves, and this government is standing in the way. Yeah, well, it certainly looks that way. Calvin, we will be in touch. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. That is Calvin Heelan. He's a fascinating guy. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.